Dr. Ryan Delamater, the pastor of Ocean Water. Today we'll be in Revelation chapter 3, verses 14 through 22. It says, Write to the angel of the church in Laodicea. Thus says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the originator of God's creation. I know your works, that you're neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were cold or hot. So because you were lukewarm and you're neither hot nor cold, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth pretty heavy. <laughs> for, you, for you say, I'm rich, I have become wealthy, and I need nothing. And you don't realize that you're wretched, pitiful, blind, and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you may be rich, white clothes so that you may be dressed, and your shameful nakedness not be exposed. <clears throat> so, an ointment to spread in your eyes so that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and discipline, so be zealous and repent. See, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I'll eat with him and he with me. To the one who conquers, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. Let anyone who has ears to listen, listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, there's a lot to unpack here, just like every time that we get together. So let me get right into it. <clears throat> First of all, this is a passage that contains a letter to the church in Laodicea. This was an actual church, just as all the previous letters were. So let's break down this chunk here verse by verse so that we can understand it we can make application to our lives now first of all verse 14 says into the angel of the church in laodicea so the message begins with the directive to address the angel or the messenger of the church in laodicea he's indicating that this message is meant for the entire congregation the entire church we should listen to this do you have ears to hear what god is saying to you He's trying to speak to us all the time, but we have to listen up. Okay, so the second thing is verse 15. <clears throat> I know your works, that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish that you were cold or hot. Now here, the omniscient speaker, Jesus, acknowledges the deeds of the church. The mention of being neither cold nor hot suggests a lukewarm spiritual state lacking in fervor or passion for the faith. Here's the deal. Sometimes in life we get stuck and we need to get unstuck. Is there anything in your life that's keeping you from your relationship with Jesus right now? Pull that out. Get unstuck. Now look at verse 16. So because you're neither lukewarm nor hot nor cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Now the consequence of spiritual lukewarmness is expressed vividly. It is akin to being rejected or expelled. This strong language emphasizes the importance of a genuine commitment and passion and faith. So many things compete for our, our attention. We have to give God our attention. Now, whatever you need to do to stay fired up and to make sure that your faith is on point, do it. 
I complete a one-year Bible plan every day. I go through my prayer list just about every day. I read books, listen to podcasts, listen to worship music, hang with my family, surf, try to eat good, get adequate rest. Whatever you need to do to stay on point in your life for God, make sure that you make it a priority because life has a way of draining us and distracting us from our mission and from what God has for us. Verse 17, for you say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I need nothing, not realizing that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Wow. The church's self-perception contrasts sharply with God's perspective. Despite their material wealth, the spiritual poverty and blindness of this church were highlighted. Their misplaced confidence in material success blinded them to their true spiritual condition. Material possessions blind people all the time. They promise happiness, but they do not deliver happiness. They provide a temporary sense of satisfaction that goes away as quickly as the thing that you obtained. Trying to fill your life with material things will not solve your spiritual problem. Most people, having never learned to be grateful for anything they have, and instead, we need to learn to be grateful for what we have. Because if we don't, we just lust for more and more things. You see, learning to be grateful and thankful will actually make you happier than any material possession ever could. It's Jesus teaches us to want what we already have, not to lust for what we don't. Now look at verse 18. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and solve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Now here the writer advises the church to seek true wealth, spiritual riches, that withstand the refining fire. The mention of white garments and a solve signifies the need for righteousness and spiritual insight in our life. Verse 19 points out, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline, so be zealous and repent. Despite the stern rebuke, there's an underlying message of love. The call to repentance and zealousness reflects a desire for the church to return to a fervent, dedicated faith. And then verse 20 points out, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. Let me break this down. This iconic verse portrays a merciful Jesus, who patiently waits for you and me to invite them into, to invite Christ into their lives. This metaphor of sharing a meal symbolizes how much God wants to have an intimate relationship with us. He wants to have a meal with us. Verse 21, the one who conquers, I'll grant him to sit with me on my throne as I also conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. You see, victory or conquest is promised to those who overcome spiritual challenges. This exact theme has been highlighted in almost every teaching I've done so far in Revelation. The imagery of sharing in Christ's throne emphasizes the reward of eternal fellowship and authority. And then lastly, in verse 22, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 
This message concludes for a universal call for spiritual discernment. The repetition across multiple letters the writer is appealing to us to get this underscores the timeless relevance of the need for spiritual discernment in our life. You know, we have never lived in a more confused culture where people have given up common sense and discernment for idolatry and foolishness. May God give us the ears to hear, the eyes to see, and the heart to discern the truth of how the Holy Spirit is guiding us each and every day in our life. Thanks so much for joining me. Until next time, as always, I hope you have a beautiful day.